Hey, all welcome to uh, the day after show here for the Tunnel Club. Uh, it's uh, your host, Mike Newell. Um, we're just waiting for Sean to get in the room. When he gets in, uh, definitely we'll get him on board and started with the show. But for me, right now, we'll rock solo uh, until he arrives. Uh, a disappointing night uh, yesterday for Toronto FC, a 1 0 loss to CF Montreal in the 401 Derby King Classic, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was uh, a game, uh, it's a scoreline that betrays what really happened in the game. And, and the truth is, and the fact is, Toronto FC were completely dominated um, pretty much from front to back um, in that match. And we're really never in it um, at any point. And I think, you know, what's disappointing uh, about that game is just, it never seemed, at least to me, and and again, I'd love to get everybody's thoughts in the room. um, It never seemed to me that the game plan was really set up for this team to succeed. Uh, and it, it just from right from the bat, it just felt like the inevitable was going to happen. It was just you're kind of waiting for Montreal to um, find that gear and get that goal. And, and frankly, the, the the fact that that game was not three, maybe even four nil at halftime uh, for Montreal was, was a bit shocking. Um, uh, a combination of Alex Bono, at times standing on his head. Um, and the fact that, you know, CF Montreal just, just didn't have their accuracy on their shooting boots in the first half um, really kept TFC in the game somewhat. And that's really sort of the facts that we got to sort of realize now that this team is just not going, is not just not good enough at, at the moment as currently constructed. Uh, and look, who You've got two really important signings about to enter the team. Hopefully next week, maybe only one. We'll see what Bernadeschi's uh, fitness is like uh, for next week. Uh, but with 13 games in the regular season left, I mean, I think that the focus is trying to end strong and, and hopefully walk away with the Canadian championship. Uh, and that's really going to be, I think where the eggs are going to have to go in the proverbial basket there. Um, so, you know, uh, let's get your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you were, if, if you were there in Montreal, I'd love to sort of get your perspective on, on what you saw. Uh, obviously for those that stuck at home, uh, stuck it out at home. What, what did you see? Uh, join us in the conversation. Uh, grab the mic uh, at the bottom left-hand corner. If you're listening on your phone uh, and I'll get you on the show. And uh, for those that have questions that want to tweet them at us, just go ahead and tweet us uh, at TFC Tunnel Club. Just use the hashtag uh, TFC Tunnel Club and we'll get your thoughts or your questions on air. But a couple of things kind of struck me uh, in the match. Uh, One, uh, Bob Bradley did go to his preferred 4-3-3 formation uh, with Jimenez playing on the left, Io up top, um, and DeAndre Kerr uh, on the right. And, you know, right from the off, you know, the, the midfield three uh, of Petrasso, uh, Kay, and Michael Bradley, um, you know, just couldn't get to grips with the game. Uh, couldn't really get a foot in 
uh, for most uh, of that first half. And, you know, credit is where credit's due, right? Montreal exploited space um, that TFC were creating by not pressing as a unit, um, not really doing a great job of holding on to the ball when they did get uh, possession, rushing a lot of opportunities, trying to, you know, hit Io or Jimenez or Kerr sort of on long balls. Clearly the, the plan, I think, was trying to soak up some pressure and counter. Um, but in that, you they, they gave the ball away a lot and, and cheaply, and it just allowed Montreal to build up ahead of steam uh, towards the Toronto goal. Um, and as I said before, you know, the fact that they weren't up within the first, say, 10 minutes um, with Alex Bono making a tremendous save, uh, you, you know, this this could have been a runaway train um, and it could have been a lot uglier than the score indicated at the end. Uh, and I guess there's, I think this is the first time this season I personally have some real tough questions for Bob Bradley in terms of the shape. Uh, I think there's some questions around, uh, you know, what type of ball pressure are they putting on? Because it doesn't feel, it felt like Toronto FC lost so many second balls, right? Like it just, they just weren't winning any second balls. And when you can't win second balls, it's really hard to get possession and get your foot on the ball and really get yourself into the game. Uh, if you're just, you know, if you just turn the ball over, if or if even if Montreal are turning the ball over or kicking it long, and you're just losing those 50 50 battles or you're losing those opportunities to win a loose ball, it's, it felt like Montreal were just buzzing. They were all over the place getting second balls and, and, and sustaining pressure on that TFC back line. And, and look, I, I think it's been well documented in a lot of tweets. Um, and a lot of different commentary out there that, you know, this is a, what do you, what do you want to call it? Shorthanded team, um, a team that just does not have enough talent currently to, to compete and really sustain any type of, any type of forward momentum in games. And that showed last night. It really did. Um, and there's questions again about the substitution patterns. I know a lot of people were tweeting about that yesterday. Um, the fact that there wasn't a substitution until what the 85th, maybe 80, 83rd minute. Um, but again, a, a part of that is, of course, you, you still probably need to make those subs. Uh, the other part of that is that, I mean, at that point, the way that the game was going, were, were any of those guys really going to make a difference? Um, and, and I don't, it's hard to say that and then say, well, you know, no offense intended, but it, it kind of is, right? It just, it's one of those things where you even look going into the game, you look at bench and it's like, ooh, slim pickings, you know, uh, in terms of guys who can come on and, and really make, uh, make an impact uh, for the team. And I think that was something that this team is, is missing. And even with, you know, Insigne, Bernadeschi uh, coming into the team uh, from an attacking perspective. Again, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see if they can really make a difference, not from an offensive perspective. We all know their talent, 
we know that they're going to get on the ball and, and can make things happen. I wonder from a team defensive standpoint, how much of a difference they're really going to make. Uh, and I think from there, that's where I think a lot of this is pointing towards what does this team look like in 2023? Because from what I'm seeing, it feels like, it feels like this year is, I don't want to say gone, but um, there there's, there's going to be have to be a lot of sort of introspective looking at each other in the mirror. The, the all the adages um, that there are in sports uh, about what this team is going to be, uh, because right now, I mean, that was. I, you tell me. I mean, I to me that was pretty disheartening to watch yesterday because it never looked like they were ever really going to be in that game. Um, let's bring a few callers in. We got Robbie here, and I got Ivan. So just. Uh, Robbie, I'm going to bring you in first, uh, and then Ivan, just hang on. I'm going to bring you in afterwards. Uh, but Robbie, uh, I've got you in here. Uh, so go meet yourself, man, and uh, give us your thought or question. Uh, happy Sunday. Um, yeah, it was a tough watch, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, I wasn't at the stadium. I actually wanted to make the trip, so it's cool that Sean did it with everyone. Um, I'll have to do it next time. But it was a tough watch, and I think – I mean, how many times has this roster been broken apart? Players moved in and out. It's just there's been so much shuffling, and you can see the kids aren't up for it. We're we're missing quality, and I think you know what I wanted to ask you, and and that's that's why I am chiming in here. Um, you were asking about Bernardeschi and Insigne, and I think it will make like teams don't plan for us. We can't take them off their game because we have no ideas going forward. And I think we got a little lucky early in the season. You know, maybe it was just the fitness of the kids who were really gung-ho to get going. And, and there was some good combination with Jimenez and Pozuelo for a bit. And that obviously is over. But I think Insigne and Bernardeschi, I mean, I mean, this year, like you said, it seems like it's gone. And, and I think I'd be happy just like you to see some really good progression in terms of tactics and how the team moves together. Uh, applies pressure and, and works on the counter, which is, I think, what Bob's going for. But with them having some offensive threat, I think teams start to sit back. They respect us. And I wonder, like, if you see that happening. You sort of touched on it. Um, but, like, do you see that happening? Do you, do you see with, with some offensive threat, you know, your defense improves because teams have to respect you? You know, they have to sit on the yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, like, obviously, they're going to have to respect Insigne and Bernadeschi in terms of um, I don't want to say sit back, but they're going to have to watch them a lot more. And the idea is that they should create space, uh, one for themselves, but also for others to to be able to attack. Um, but again, like I said, that's not really as much my sort of concern or thought. They should be able to do that. That's what they're, you know, for the, you're paying them DP money to do that. And they, and they should, their skill alone should be able to at least provide that space. My concern, or I guess, I don't know if concern is the right word, but I guess it's the best word I can come up with right now, um, is defensively, right? This is, that's the really, the, 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 I mean, yes, of course, the last couple of games without Pizuelo and, and, and to a certain extent, Jimenez sort of drying up on the goals front, um, goal scoring has now become a bit of an issue, but uh, you know, I would also argue that just defensively as a team, you know, um, Jimenez, DeAndre Kerr don't provide much. 
Um, no, no, that right does not start soon enough. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I just don't know if I mean, like, from all I've heard of both players, that they are fantastic teammates, that they do work hard for the team. Um, you know, in my limited watching of both players, you know, that seems to be the case. Uh, but at the same time, with your job and what you're probably going to be told to do is try to create for us offensively, you know, will tracking back be a, a important sort of thought in their game? And that's just, and that's just where uh, my mind goes, you know, but you do make a good point, right? Like they, they will by kind of, you know, osmosis, uh, I guess I'll make teams just be a little bit more wary of them from a, a defensive perspective. So they will maybe not, um, you know, maybe sit on, you know, Michael Bradley or, or Jimenez a, a lot. And, you know, they'll maybe give it a little bit more space because they don't want to get burned by an Insigne. They don't want to get burned by a Bernadeschi, right? So, yeah, I, there's definitely, I yeah, no, there's a defensive, there's going to be some defensive, you know, add with the offensive threat, but, I mean, Bob Bradley said it, we're thin at the back, right? We're thin at center back. And it's not just that. I mean, look at, I mean, Crescito's so much quality, right? Even in a loss, the guy just oozes talent and IQ. And a few more guys like that on the back line, like it's needed. It's so needed. And, and yes, you're, you know, I was, there's going to be some gains with Crescito and Bernardeschi, you know, having ideas and, and being a threat moving forward. We're so thin, and it'd be really nice to see something if the team can pull off something, bring someone in for some some sort of future prospect of of having you know a sound defensive strategy. And and I don't know how that happens. I don't even know who's out there. I like I was browsing transfer market for a bit, and I was like, who who's available? You know, are are there any free? Bill Mang's probably doing the exact same thing you're doing because apparently that's <laughs> how we shop for DP now. Is okay. I know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'll t- Bill, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Every thought. Um, I'll move you back in the audience if you want to jump in again. Of course, as always, feel free. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think I think from that perspective, you know, um, there 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 is that sort of hope there, right? Like, there's that hope that um, two guys come in and they're able to they're able to essentially kind of make you a, a more of a threat. Therefore, maybe there's a little bit of easing on the defensive pressure. Um, but again, this, a lot of, I think a lot of teams in MLS kind of know how to get, sort of have the MO on how to play Toronto FC, get in their face, get a lot of pressure on them. Um, and, and they can crumble and, you know, they'll make mistakes and they'll turn the ball over and, you know, you can you can maybe get in behind that back line, not the most mobile right now, um, and, and you can you can score goals on this team, right? Uh, you know, Wednesday night, an example. Uh, so, I, I get Robbie's point, but I also see the area where, you know, again, team defensively, we'll we'll see how that evolves as uh, the two DPs enter the team. Um, Ivan, um, got you here, man, as a speaker, go ahead and unmute yourself and, uh, give us your thought. Hey, what's going on? Hey, not too much, man. Yeah. So a couple points, um, I want to touch on two things. Um, 
touch on Bob and of course the the signings that are coming in. Um, but it, I think we can definitely feel the frustration building in TFC land. I mean, just browsing through Twitter, we can already see see the comments building and a lot of questions being asked. And rightfully so, even for me, it's been tough to you know hold back. Uh, we all definitely don't want to see the team losing. That's probably losing is probably the worst poison you can drink, right? I mean, it just starts oozing through the rest of the team. You can see the players are frustrated. Maybe we're hoping for a release valve at this point in the season, uh, hoping for some extra bodies in, and of course injuries delayed. Insigne's start, um, Bernadeschi, but even we're looking around and wondering, okay, who who else who else is there? I uh, see a lot of comments regarding maybe these guys coming in won't fix all of our problems. Uh, there's still so many other holes, especially on the back end. And I've been encouraged with the play of O'Neill. Uh, he's probably been our one of our best signings this season so far. And and really, I mean, from an MLS perspective, what more do we want out of the, out of a defender, right? Crescito uh, has been awesome, but really, these guys exist within MLS. Uh, maybe just need more guys in the fullback positions to shore us up there. Some more depth on the bench, because really, when we look into the 60th minute, 70th minute, you're looking for some energy off the bench. Maybe a veteran presence to come in, stabilize certain parts of the field. Uh, that just that just isn't there. Um, I can see Nelson coming in later in the season. A, a guy like that, you know, he's quick. He'll be a good presence for us down the road, especially learning a little bit from Insigne and those kind of guys. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him coming in the 70th minute with his pace. He could definitely cause some problems. Hopefully his, his mind keeps up with his feet. And... Yeah, so it, it's been tough just garnering, you know, getting our expectations, bringing them down a little bit more again, starting to realize maybe playoffs is becoming out of reach. Um, and kind of jumping off what Rob was saying, these guys coming in, the very first thing I can see improving is is the hold-up play. And we saw a perfect example of that last game or yesterday against Montreal. I mean, how many times did the ball go out to an outlet, like a Kerr or somebody on the on the wing, and it's just they lose the ball? Um, even uh, Jesus, you can see him getting frustrated. He's just been way out of position. And really, he's trying to compensate for the other guys. It's similar to what our center backs have been doing for the, for the wings as well. These guys are being drawn out of position. You want your number nine to be in the box, which really he was playing actually a little bit out wide last game, but typically he's been in, in the nine role. And it's just compensating for the wings, right? So with Insignia and Bernadeschi coming in, that'll be the biggest thing. Honestly, hold up play. Uh, just calming down, calming down the wings and how much we need that right now. I don't know if, I don't know if you see that, Mike, if you agree with that. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, thanks for the thoughts, man. Um, so first on the sort of center back defensive stuff, like, look, there's only so much you can do in one window, right? Like they've they've already brought in, you know, what? Well, we already knew Insignia was coming in, so that's one. Crescito's two. Bernadeschi's three. K is four. You know, this team needs maybe four, five more pieces, really, um, to to really... Still there, Mike? I don't know if we lost you. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Well, I don't know if everybody can hear me or not, um, but I'll keep going, and then hopefully people can hear me. Uh, if somebody can maybe hit an emoji, like a heart emoji or something like that, let me know if you can still hear me. Uh, hopefully, I haven't get uh, I haven't got dropped. Okay, thanks, guys. 
Um, yeah, like I think, you know, from a, uh, from that perspective, it's going to be hard, right? The rest of the season is going to be really difficult uh, to, you know, bring in more guys and more bodies. I think we do have to kind of look at, you know, the rest of 2022 as a, here's where, and I saw, I saw this comment yesterday about, you know, good managers like Bob Bradley should be able to coach with the players that they've got. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I also think it's hard to judge when the plan was always to really start building another mega, mega team. I guess that's the, I guess you're going to spend the kind of money they've been spending mega team, right? That's what he's really going to be judged on. Um, and you're not going to be judged on, if you're starting Shane O'Neill and Lucas McNaughton at center back game in game out, you know, like that wasn't necessarily the plan. That's what it's turned out to be. Um, and they're, you know, I'm not necessarily picking on both of them because I think they've actually both been relatively okay. Um, but they weren't brought in to be starters, right? They weren't brought in to be the guys per se. Uh, and and they're they're sort of having to do what they can with more minutes than probably expected. Uh, so there's going to have to be a lot of signings coming in. And in terms of you know his you know I was comment about hold up play, I do agree with him there. I think they will do better and, and improve the team in terms of hold up play. Uh, as he mentioned yesterday, a lot of times the balls went to DeAndre out to him and as that wide. IO to a certain extent too is having a hard time winning balls and holding it up. And that was just, that was part of the recycling of the ball coming back just again and again and again, and not able to bring midfielders into play. Um, you know, Mark Anthony K a couple of times, just under hitting a, under cooking a pass, usually trying to play uh, IO through on goal. Um yeah, I, I think he does. I think they do improve on that. I guess the the question is, you know, do, you know, hopefully the finishing gets better, right? Hopefully that final product gets better um, as you go along. So um, good points there by Ivan. Uh, I think we might have lost him there, but um, maybe we've got him back. Um, but I am going to bring in a couple of other speakers who have been waiting a, a little bit. I'm going to bring in uh, uh, Smitho uh, in here, and then I'll bring uh, Dino in. And then I've got Robbie and Ivan. So in that order. So guys, just hang tight. I will try to get you all in here. Um, so Smith, here we go. Uh, go ahead, soft man, and uh, give us your thoughts. Hey, Smith, if you th- oh, there you go. It was a disappointing performance today. Yeah, it was. I, it, I mean, it was a disappointing. Uh, I think if yeah. you get Max Crokery goal from Grin- Oh, I think we might have lost you oh, there. Sorry, yeah, it keeps cutting out for some reason. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I think if I think we played disappointingly um, in today's game, we could have played a like you said, the hold up play was shocking. It was terrible today yeah that's i mean look i i think that that's kind of partly the point um is that the 
the ball was just like I said, the ball was just keep just kept coming back, and that yeah, you're just inviting so much more pressure. Yeah. Bouncing off him. Yeah, and then you can't and you can't really you can't really get yourself into the game if you just can't get your foot on the ball. And part of getting your foot on the ball is um, is really being able to hold the ball up. And then that was that was a tough. It, you just don't put yourself in a position to do well in the game. Uh, so you were you're. Yeah, you're having a little bit of technical sort of stuff with your mic, so I'm going to just remove you, put you back in the audience. Thank you for your thought. I, I really do appreciate it. Okay, thank uh, you. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, from that perspective, it's pretty tough, um, you know, to really, you know, get yourself into a game at that point. Uh, Dino, okay, we've got you here. So, Dino, go ahead, man. Just uh, unmute yourself and give us your thought. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, all good. Um, I felt we was a bit vulnerable at the back today. Uh, looks very much I was going to concede. I feel like the goal conceded was uh, pretty unlucky. Uh, but I, I feel like we did deserve to lose today. It was a was the second best team on the day. I feel like we, need, we just need a bit more firepower going forward. And uh, probably another centre-half to try to uh, make us more solid at the back. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, f- I feel like we were yeah. pretty... Uh... Yeah, let's talk about yeah, let's talk about the goal there. So, Dina, yeah, thanks for uh, just being yourself there. We're getting a little feedback. Um, yeah, let's talk about the goal. I mean, I, I think a lot of people tweeted out, I mean, what a time to decide to all of a sudden play it out of the back from a, a goal kick, right? Like, it, it, it's in that moment when you're playing the way you're playing... Um, to just then decide, uh, hey, you know what, well, we're just going to try to, I mean, you could see it, right? As soon as there, there, there was not a lot of confidence um, when Alex Bono put that ball down and then kicked it towards, I believe it was, I believe it was Lucas Minot, might have been Shade O'Neill. Um, but as soon as they tried to play it out of the back, um, you just knew it wasn't going to go well, right? You just, you just kind of, you just kind of knew that it just was going to be a a disaster at that point, and and you can see it as they're they're playing and they're trying to move the ball um, over to I believe it's McNaughton that gets the ball, and as soon as that happens, Montreal realized let's just close these guys down. They're going to turn the ball over, um, and it's just a it, it's kind of a it's kind of a calamitous play at that point, uh, and, and look. The, Yes, there you you could fault maybe Alex Bono for coming out to try to to punch that ball away um, and, and missing it and getting out of position, and then of course Kyoto gets the header. Um, but you you put yourself in that position when you make the decision to play out of the back. When this season we have not really been great at playing it out of the back at all, uh, and. and you know, sure. You know, probably, probably the team was not at that point. Maybe they were trying to just hang on to the game and therefore try to get a bit of possession. Um, and completely understand maybe why you think that way. But you don't have the the center backs at this point that are going to be comfortable enough really to do that. He uh, said, to me, it was a bit of a shocking decision to to play out of the back that way. Um, uh, we have Robbie back, so Robbie, go ahead and uh, meet yourself, man. Give us your thought. 
hey man well i'll, I'll quote i'll quote someone you might know decision making on this team is just wow yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no because it is and like not just on that play on several plays and i mean bono played great but on that play i think there were like three different ways to approach that ball coming you know coming into the box and if you're going to go up for it p- make sure you can get a hand on it punch it you know what i mean and but that that's one of bono's weaknesses i find anyway watching him play and, and i don't think we should harp on him because the guy kept us in it for the most part oh no this is definitely um, not a uh alex bono cost yeah. that's a game kind of thing this was very much more a uh a team effort, but yeah, of course, in that moment, uh, again, the goalkeeper always gets looked at. Exactly. And, but I think the question, it, it's just quality. There's no quality. There's not enough quality on this side in the right places to make things happen, to do the right things, you know, decision-making, you know, uh, being forward enough or vertical enough with the ball. And, and, and there's all this Bradley out talk, right? Like Bradley out, Bradley out. He's just like Armis. What's the difference? I think this is the difference. The difference is Armis came in and he was pretty happy with the squad he had. I don't even remember much shuffling happening at the time. They're like, no, no, we like what we have. We just need to retool it. Let's go. And they looked at Armis and they were like, dude, you, you said we were good. And we clearly were not. The difference here with Bradley is he didn't think we're good. Bradley's like, no, 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 let's tear this down and start over. So I think he's got more rope, a little more string. And, uh, you know, we're all looking to 2023 and, it's just about getting quality on the field. Like the kids, the, you can see they're trying and they're a little defeated because they're realizing it's a different game and it's a much different league than it was years ago. You could trot out guys like Subasa Endo, you know, uh, Jay Chapman, you know, really young guys. And now that's only two guys. We have way more than that on the field now. But I think the players of that quality were able to make a difference and the league has changed so much. The quality has improved and it's a physical league, meaning that there's a lot of pace and you got to be able to keep up with that week in, week out. And these guys aren't used to playing this many games at this rate, at this level. So it's about quality and, and we're, it's coming and that's exciting, but it's really hard as a TFC fan. It's been really hard. It's been difficult, you know, as a season seat holder, you show up every week and, you know, for the boys in red, but it's tough and we're just missing quality. But, and we need it on the back for, for things like that, right? For, for someone who's like, you know, is Bono going to make that play to an experienced defender who's like, listen, man, we can't do this right now. Let's get this out of here. Is this the time? Montreal's right on our backs. So I, I think quality is going to make a big difference. And we lack it. We're just, they're just not good enough, the guys that are out there. Yeah, no. And I think this goes to something that we got from uh, Michael Rojas in a tweet. Um, so, Michael, thanks for, for tweeting at us. I think, you know, he just says, I think we're at the point where the kids are who they are. Everyone talks about them showing moments of promise but needing consistency. But in his opinion, there's no next level for them. Not exactly sure I believe that, but fair enough. Um, there are simply players with occasionally good moments. Um, and, look, I, I think that's, you know, that's a fair, somewhat fair comment. But I also think that, you know, they've been thrust into, as you said, Robbie, more minutes than they're probably ready for at, at, at this time. Um, and, you know, I think they end up in the long run. And it's hard for us as fans to think big picture or long run because we want this team to be successful now. Right. Like that's that's something we really want now. Um, and I think in the long run, they're better for it. whether they're with us. Uh, Toronto FC or whether they become and, and we've talked about this in the past 
you know, they end up being sort of trade fodder, if for lack of a better term, uh, to get other players, right, more experienced players into the team. So, uh, you know, that there's sort of two ways to look at it from from that perspective. But I agree from the from the play out of the back perspective. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know if I know Michael or sorry, Bob Bradley is pretty, you know, he's one of those managers who's like, you know, we play the way we play no matter where we are in a game. That's how we're going to play. I'm not saying he's tactically inflexible, but, you know, he has a very clear this is what I want to see in terms of the way the football is played. Um, but in that moment, I think you just punt it down the pitch, right? Like, I, I think you punt it down the pitch, give your defense a time to step up a little bit um, and, and 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 breathe. And, you you know, in the second half, there were, you know, I mean, Io did put the ball in the back of the net. Yes, he was offside. Um, but I, I think you – I think at that point, you're kind of just trying to hope you can – create something, a moment of madness out of his pace and strength um, and sort of his technical ability at that point, right? To, to maybe create something from that perspective. So again, decision-making on this team is not the best and it's cost them a lot of points uh, this season. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, Robbie, I'm just going to move you back into the audience here. i uh, got a few other people that are sort of looking to jump into the queue, uh, but I'll just move you back now. Um, Ivan, I'm going to bring you back in, and then we've got uh, a new speaker uh, coming on. As well. uh, so, Ivan, uh, we lost you there uh, during your first uh, question. So, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself and uh, continue on your previous thought. Yeah, not not sure what happened there. We're back. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, going back to that point, like you said, uh, we're not we're not going to fix this in one transfer window. No, anyone that expected that, I think, is off their rocker for sure. Um, I mean, even looking looking around the league right now, I mean, who's 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 moving that many players at once? It, it, it's actually kind of impressive the amount of talk TFC has gotten on the U.S. side. Typically, we're we're off the radar, but we've definitely captured a lot of attention. Of, of course, mostly because of Insignia and Bernadeschi, but I mean, they can see things are things are cooking over here, and I think they're probably worried a little bit with how his team will get built. Um, and that's kind of what we have to hold on to. I think as fans right now is just looking forward. Um, for me personally, yeah, for sure. For me personally, I was kind of hoping Bob would keep some of those guys around. Um, maybe make those trades. You know, like a Delgado. As much as I was a critic of him, I mean, could he have been kept to the summer window and then make the trade then, rather than doing a full, full, you know, tear down and rebuild right in the beginning of the season. I mean, they got rid of a lot of players in that first window, right? And in that winter window, you would, you would, yeah, you would hope somebody more than an O'Neill came back the other way, right? That's really that's that's, that's all we got. Uh, Salcedo yeah, came I, at the end there too, as well. Yeah, I think you know, um, it, it's funny. I think a lot of those decisions in terms of who was staying and who, more importantly, who was going, uh, were made probably even before Bob Bradley showed up. Right. I think a lot of that has to be a bit on Bill Manning. Right. Like, I, I think, you know, Bill Manning sort of came in and said, like, hey, these are the this is how the season went. And I'm, I'm sure, look, I'm sure Bob talked to Michael, who, you know, they're talking back and forth. Right. Like, I, I think Bob Bradley actually had a very good fix on TFC, mainly because obviously his son is the captain. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but right. But like, it's just true. Right. And I, and I think that, you know, a lot of those decisions were Bill saying, look, here's the guys that we have on the roster. Here's who, you know, basically here's who the, you know, these guys either want to stay, they, they don't want to stay or they were causing issues or whatever. Right. And, and those decisions were made. I, I think at the time, and I still hold true that I, I do think for the most part, most of the guys that they jettisoned in the off season were guys that needed to go um, for various reasons, right? Whether they, you know, aging or just didn't want to be here anymore, you know, personal reasons, uh, Soteldo or uh, Soteldo, uh, uh, Salcedo or yeah, Soteldo, sorry. Um, same, same name almost. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But like, but like, uh, but you know what I mean? Like it, there was something clearly wrong in the locker room last year. So clearly that had to get dealt with. So completely understand that. Um, you would have just, you would have just we, hoped it would have been a, it would have been, a, it would have been a switch, right? Not necessarily. Well, uh, let's just yeah. get him out of here and we'll figure it out later kind of deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I, I think it was one of those things where I think if you're going to do it, you got to do it all at once. You can't, you can't kind of try to piecemeal it throughout the season. Cause if you don't get people that want out, right away it could just turn into a thing later on as you start the season right so i get it from that perspective and look bob you know bill or bob and bill really but bob you know he's been relatively honest with everybody in terms of how this is going to go right he's like this is going to take three windows to to get to where he wants the team to be right and, and right now realistically he's had two officially but really, um, you know, you only got hired in at the end of November. So you didn't really have a ton of time to get the first window sort of sorted outside of he got a report from Bill Manning saying, here's the players, here's who you should probably ax. You know, and um, he's a smart he's a smart guy. I mean, the the very first thing to do when you take over a role is to tell your boss of how how crap the situation is and 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 buy yourself time. Well, you know, that's, I, I, that's, that's exactly. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, I mean, the ownership wasn't is not stupid. I mean, they they, they saw the way the team was trending. Now, yeah, look, I think they. Uh, but but they, he, he is using an excuse, right? Where he's kind of saying, okay, well, the quality isn't there. The quality isn't there. We're thin here. We're thin there. I mean, you kind of start hearing repeating the same words after games now, and to an extent, he's put himself into this position. So that's that's the only way I'm holding him accountable. There is yes, you're. He's correct that the quality isn't there. But you had a chance to keep some of the quality, but you let it go, right, rightly or wrongly at the time. So he's he's biting that bullet a little bit right now, which is I which is why I can see some of the fan frustration mounting towards him. Is why do you keep on saying the quality's not there when you're the one that got rid of it? Yeah, um, I would also say that some of that quality didn't want to be here anymore, right? So why are you keeping people who don't want to be here anymore? You know, right. It's kind of I think that the whole offseason was a bit of a double edged sword where I don't think he was going to win either way. Right. Like in terms of the players that he wanted to keep. Marky Delgado wanted to go home. What are you going to do? Right. Like, you know, clearly from reports out there, you know, Aro was part of the clique that was kind of moving with the Soteldo stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, like you've you, you got to. You know, Nick DeLeon, clearly the vaccination thing was a part of it. Um, you know, part of it is he didn't want to play in Canada anymore, right? Like, 
what yeah, do you COVID, do COVID probably unsettled a lot of players yeah. around the whole world, and, and, right? And, and I think yeah. Bill Manning alluded to that in his end of season press conference, not to go all the way back there and spend a ton of time there, but like, yeah. you know, you, 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 they alluded to that, right? Like, and some of the players have alluded to that too, right? Like playing away from home as long as they did uh, really messed a lot of things up for a lot of people. Uh, it made them rethink about, not that they don't like the club or didn't like the city or anything like that, but it was just one of those things where it's like, look, these guys are human, right? And, and they've got families and some of their families couldn't get into Canada and had vaccination issues and visa issues and all those kind of things add up, right? And and it makes, you know, footballers think, oh, what do I, you know, maybe the best thing for me is to go back to the States or, or go back overseas or, you know, whatever that is for that particular footballer. So, uh, you know, at that point, again, it's why are you keeping people who don't want to be here, right? Yes, okay, fine. You got to, that means you got to have to get a lot of the team and you're maybe not going to have the ready to made roster to start the season. I think we all kind of knew that, seeing how the roster was. Um, and of course, when you're a Toronto FC and what this club has been able to do over the past seven years, right? Like you're expecting you're expecting a high level of play, right? It's just, that's, I think, what fans have now come to uh, expect and demand of uh, Toronto FC. But that takes the victory, right? You, but, you, but getting to victory, getting to that, getting there takes time and it's a process, right? Like getting to 2015, you know, we kind of bought our way there. But like, I, like I've always said, I, I kind of see this season as 2014, 2015, amalgamation of both, where you're trying to start to build the blocks towards the team that goes on and wins a cup, right? Or goes and wins. I'm not going to say they're winning a trouble, but you know what I mean, right? Like that you, you've got to start somewhere. And that means sometimes starting somewhere means you're going to mess it up a little bit and it's going to be messy to get to where you want to go. Um, and, and I think that's the, stage in the process that we're at right now. It's just, we're not used to it, right? We're not used to this team missing the playoffs two straight years in a row. I think the last time that happened for TFC was 2013, 14. So it's been a while. Yeah. How many of us were expecting a culture reset after winning the, the MLS cup? I mean, it's just, well, no, it's I mean, when you think back, I mean, I know we, we hate that team, but you look at a team like Seattle, right? And it's just, we were right. We were right there with them for how many years in a row? at some point in the locker room, the wheels came off and I, I don't know how, where, where that disease started boiling over, but here we are today. And really what Bob's had to do is, is a culture reset. Yeah. It so is. I, I think we said that in our chat as you know, we ripped, we ripped the bandaid off and we, and to an extent we, he had to, and I don't fault him there. It's just, it's, it's a frustrating hearing him say the qualities in there when again, he's the one that had to get rid of it. And, but all I want to say is, you know, anyone that's calling for Bob's head right now is, I mean, that's just a foolish comment. He's he's not on the hot seat. The organization is fully supporting him. I mean, I do to an extent as well. Um, there's certain things I wish he did differently uh, up until this point, but at the end of the day, he's not on the hot seat. He's not going to be losing his job. Um, you know, we're just hoping these guys are coming in, they click, and they click fast. Um, and yeah, it is going to be next year. Uh, and I hope more and more people are coming to that side as, hey, you know what? Those playoffs are a little bit more out of our reach than they were the previous game. Absolutely. All right, Ivan, I'm just going to move you back to the audience. Yeah. Thanks so much for your thoughts, man. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you participating. Um, yeah, yeah look, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's a couple of things, right? I think um, 
I think, uh, I mean, the Bradley out stuff right now, I mean, give your head a shake a little bit. Like, I, I get it. Uh, people are frustrated. No one wants to see this team lose the way they've been losing. Like, no one. Like, you, I, like I think uh, Alex Bono said it best in his post-game sound. Like, the room was quiet last night when they went back into the locker room. I think a lot of players are are looking at themselves a little bit right now. Um, and, and look, I, I think there is a, you know, I think there, there, there's building blocks there. Um, I just think that again, from a quality perspective, from, a from, a a team that has a couple of veterans and a couple of young players trying to figure things out. It's been disappointing, but uh, again, I think that, you know, when we, when we see what this team builds for, next season that's when we can really judge bob bradley i mean really give him you know if if it's if it's not going well this time next year and we're still having the results that we're having you know now in a year from now then okay we can have some questions because at that point he's you know had the opportunity to sort of mold this unit into what he wants it to look like because remember he's also making personnel decisions uh, in terms of the playing staff, maybe not so much the DPS. That's really Bill, um, but from a sort of squad perspective, he is molding that squad around those uh, DPS. Uh, we got a couple of tweets in, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that. And then there's something specific that um, I want to bring up uh, that I know Sean wanted to talk about. Um, and, and Sean's unable to join us uh, tonight. Um, but from Richard the Earl, just I think the whole blame the kids narrative is overblown. A lot of the senior players have uh, have been subpar, and uh, but it's hard to overlook the lack of structure in how the team plays. Um, yeah, but I, I, Earl, I think as as we've mentioned before, I think you know I think Bob Bradley has uh, for a part of the season shoehorned uh, Alejandro Pozuelo into the team and played. Uh, formation that he didn't want to play necessarily. Um, so he, you know, he ended up having, uh, you know, put, kind of playing a four-two-three-one when he really wants to play a four-three-three. We're now starting to see that in games. Uh, so we'll see how that evolves uh, because really they've only played that you know, a handful of times now uh, this year. Um, and I do believe the the blame the kids narrative is a bit overblown as well. I do believe there has to be some some questions of some senior players on this team um, uh, in terms of how they have played, um, because that I think has bled into some of the the play of the young players as well. I think that's only kind of fair to look at it. Um, and Robbie just saying again uh, that Bob apparently has the room and the new additions are going to be great for the locker room. I agree again from what I've heard. Um, you know, from what I've heard, they they they're going to be great locker room guys um, and good leaders in the room. So again, we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out uh, going forward. Uh, let me just see here. I think we have a few more tweets that have come in. Um, just from uh, Toronto Forever, just saying he felt there was a blatant foul on McNaughton for the goal. Not sure I necessarily agree with that. I I, I think Romo Kyoto was able to get the step on him and and out jump him. Uh, for the header, right? I, I, you know, from that perspective, uh, I, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure there was a foul in the buildup to that goal. Um, I really just thought he got out jumped uh, from that perspective. Um, okay, we're I'm going to wrap up the show in, in a few minutes here, um, but I do want to bring up one thing uh, that's been tweeted out a few times. Uh, I hear see here from uh, Noel Allen from from Sean himself as well. Just for those who have, were in Montreal. So, um, first of all, big shout outs to those that were able to make the trip um, and were there. If you're listening on the broadcast, you could hear the away support loud and clear uh, at times. And out time, at times, we're just simply out doing the Montreal support, which is, which is amazing. And given that this team, uh, you know, hasn't been great this year, right? Like, uh, we, we've gone through that. Uh, the the level of support they got last night away was fantastic. Um, I was planning on going, uh, but uh, as you may hear, I'm a little under the weather, uh, so uh, not able to go. But I think I I think they sold out their away allocation pretty easily, uh, so that's that's a great thing. But um, just from this tweet here from Noel Allen, uh, Toronto FC really disappointing that only Michael Bradley. Alex Bono and Quentin Westberg came over to thank the traveling TFC fans. Uh, the effort, energy, and passion from the supporters put in yesterday deserve far better from the club. Um, I agree, right? Like, look, I've been to Montreal away and watched this team lose. I watched them lose in 2015 in the playoffs um, and, and get thumped 3-0. Uh, watched the 3-0 last year um, in Montreal. And look, those games happen. You're going to have bad performances. I don't think a lot of people in this room who have been watching this team this year thought that they were going to all of a sudden turn around and put in a masterpiece yesterday. But the to me, the bare minimum from a from a club perspective from the players is if you've got really good away support, you got to go over and give them love. I know it's, and I've talked to some players about this. I know it's hard because they're in the zone in that moment. They're thinking about the game and they're thinking about their performance and what they could have done better in that moment and the disappointment of uh, the way that things went. 100% understand that. But there's, to me, there's no excuse for players not to go over and clap your away support that made the trip, you know, for those, you know, those who have ever gone to Montreal away, you know, it's a, it's a drive or whether you flew or take the train, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, And uh, for those who went and just gave constant support, even when that team was like we said at the beginning of the show, not in the game in terms of being able to, to put together a performance to not clap those supporters or only have a few players go over and do that uh, is disappointing, right? I, I think that's a, that's disappointing to, to hear. Um, and, and, you know, in the past going away to Montreal, the majority of players always go over and clap the away support. So it, it's not like it's a common thing. Um, I can understand if, if players were disappointed and, and again, in their own minds and thinking about the, the result but there's to me no excuse um at that point right you go over you clap your way support you give them the respect because they put out that energy 
uh, for you in an away uh, venue. And that's just kind of how I feel about it. I don't expect clubs at MLS to be copying travel, traveling or, or away support like they do in Europe sometimes. Uh, uh, but the mere, to me, just, just the minimum of gratitude is to, to do that, uh, even in defeat. Uh, you know, you know, we watched TFC lose a cup final uh, away. I've watched TFC again lose in Montreal away, um, you know, in, in different MLS venues away. And they've always come over and clapped away support. So a little surprising that they did, they did not do that or the majority of the team did not do that yesterday. Uh, I'm just going to roll in some final tweets here before uh, we call it a day here. Uh, let's just see. Uh, from uh, Jhod28, just what's the status of JMR? Why is he? Why isn't he starting? Since he has the highest ceiling of the kids, which of the kids do you think will start the next year in the eleven? Uh, great question, Jeremy. Um, I don't know uh, what the status of JMR is right now. Um, not seeing a ton of minutes right now. I mean, I I think this goes to the overall point of of maybe Bob Bradley taking this enough quality um, in the team, but clearly he sees something in Kosi Thompson. Uh, we've talked about Kosi on the show before. I, I think from a right back perspective, I think he is developing, but he's not a right back. Um, and, and we've talked of last week about his crossing and, um, you know, I, it, it's an interesting one with JMR. Um, you know, where, where does he best fit on this team? Is it as a wing back going forward? Is it, is it as a winger? Um, To be honest, I don't know. Um, Because if it's a winger, if your thought is a winger, where is he going to play next year? You've brought in Bernadeschi and you've brought in Insigne. So where is he going to play? And you suspect that in the off season or maybe even this window, because who knows, right? With TFC, they could be pulling something this window. Uh, it does close, does it, you know, it's still open for a couple more weeks uh, that they might bring in right back help. And at that point, where does he play? Um, you know, the, he's coming in some uh, subs or he's coming as a sub, I should say, at, at the last couple of games and played left wing back um, as an inverted wing, wing back. So, you know, your guess is good as mine. And, and towards your question about uh, which one of the young kids is in the starting 11 next year, to be perfectly honest, I don't expect any of them to be in the starting 11 next year. I don't think that's the plan. I think the plan is is that some of those young kids are going to get shipped out. Uh, some of those young kids will be part of the sort of off the bench kind of uh, kind of roles. Um, and, and some are going to be used as trade fodder um, for deals next year. But... I would be very surprised if any of the young players we've been seeing this year uh, get starting minutes next year. Um, uh, Yeah, and and again, just, you know, I I think it goes into uh, sort of the the point again, sort of Robbie just goes into a a bit about the, you know, the positive of the the away support. I think it was fantastic uh, yesterday. I'm going to cut it there. Uh, sorry, I know there were a couple of people waiting to speak. I, I got to cut it a bit short. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a little out of breath here uh, being solo on the show. Uh, but thank you uh, to everybody who participated uh, in the show today. I really appreciate it. 
Um, again, uh, Sean was just passing his thoughts. He wasn't able to uh, join the show today. He's got a bit of uh, some family stuff he needs to deal with. Uh, but uh, we will be back uh, next week, uh, July 23rd. Uh, supposedly will be Insigne's debut. Uh, we'll see if Bernadeschi uh, also joins him uh, in the debut. You know, you're probably going to see a very different team uh, come next season or come next game. Uh, and that will be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they line up and see what they are able to, to bring to the table. Uh, it's against Charlotte. This, you know, Charlotte is a playoff team right now. Um, and are playing pretty well. So uh, as an ex- for an expansion team, so it, it's not going to be an easy test next week, uh, and we'll see what uh, they're able to uh, to bring to the table. Uh, but again, uh, follow us here at TFC Tunnel Club here on Twitter if uh, you're not already. We post all the show links uh, uh, through Twitter. Um, the big the Big Brother podcast is Toronto Till I Die. I also help the co-host that. Um, hopefully we'll be on air tomorrow. I know a few of us are going to be at uh, or planning to be at the Bernadeschi uh, press conference tomorrow at Real Sports uh, starting at 4 p.m. I know season ticket holders got a email about it. So maybe I'll see some of you there um, if I'm still, you know, if I'm feeling better and not uh, completely congested as I am right now. Uh, uh, I'll see you at the uh, press conference tomorrow and then we'll uh, – We'll figure out what we're going to do for the podcast. Uh, but aside from that, uh, it, thank you again for listening. If you feel like it, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Football Saves. Follow Sean uh, at CDN Footy. He's been posting a lot of uh, sort of the away content uh, that they've been up to in the last couple of days uh, in Montreal. Uh, but that's it for the Tunnel Club. We will see you next week on the show. Um, Take care. Have a great Sunday. We'll talk soon. Take care, everybody. Good night.